Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll be featuring Josh Centers from Tidbits and Take Control Books. And a little bit later, we'll hear from Kirk Mapplehern. He's the iTunes guy from Macworld, and also he's going to tell us about his experience attempting to order an Apple Watch on the very first day it becomes available for pre-order. What happened to a resident of the UK in trying to place that order? All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. First up, we've got Josh Centers joining us again. We have a lot to talk about, several fascinating subjects, but let's start with this one. Seriously or otherwise, do you have an Apple Watch yet? <laughs> I have three of them, all editions. No, but I, uh, I will be pre-ordering one. Okay, so have you determined it's something that you really need, that you can't live without? Or, listen, you're in the tech business, you have to get all the gear. It's the latter. I, it's something I def, I don't think anyone needs at all. Personally, I, I don't really care to um, spend money on first-generation Apple products as a consumer. But as someone who has to you know keep track of this stuff, and you know this is a major expansion of the Apple ecosystem. So you know if I didn't have an Apple Watch, I'd just be out of the loop. Well, this is a very interesting thing with, of course, the Apple Watch. A number of journalists that you and I both know, like David Pogue from Yahoo Tech and Walt Mossberg from Recode and some of the other staffers at Recode and CNET and a few other places got an Apple Watch to keep for a week from Apple because they want to get all the word out there. They want to create the hype. These are the early reviews. And let me summarize some of this because we can talk about it further. So the advertised average battery life of 18 hours appears to be true if you're not constantly looking at it. You're just glancing at it, using it under normal circumstances. Apps are sometimes slow to launch. And this is particularly true of the third-party apps. The first group of third-party apps apparently need to be optimized. And perhaps the operating system needs to be optimized. It's slick. It's elegant. It's beautiful. And it takes time to learn to use the new functions. You get the point that I'm making here. So, of course, instead of pinching and zooming, you want to scale your images on the screen. You use the digital crown. You press a button on the digital crown to get Siri or Hey Siri, whatever. You know, there are different things that are other than what we've gotten accustomed to in other Apple gear. But people pick this up. I mean, the first iPhone that came out, the first smartphone from Apple, we weren't used to using touch screens, but people get used to it. Yeah, I mean, um, well, it's the same thing. It was the same with the, the Mac, same with the, the Apple II, same with the iPod. You, you know, any kind of brand new sort of product in the market, you know, something is, you know, I mean, a, and Apple is usually the one to release the uh, the industry defining one. So that always takes a little time to get used to. Um, the the thing that worries me more is just how slow the Apple Watch is. You know, I watched The Verge's video review and watching Neil Patel trying to pull up apps on the watch was just painful because, you know, he would tap an app and you just see it spinning, 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 and then eventually open. People aren't going to put up with that for very long. So so hopefully Apple has a fix in the works because, that, yeah, that's going to be super annoying. Um, as far as the interface goes, you know, I'm sure there's some rough edges uh, that will need to be smoothed out, but I, I think it's more 
people just adapting and, and people, you know, have been adapting to Apple's technology pretty well so far. So I'm sure they'll get used to the watch. There was an article from one tech blogger who said there are thousands of things you'll have to learn with Apple Watch. And I'm thinking force touch, pressing harder, which you have to learn for the new MacBook and the updated 13-inch MacBook Pro with Retina display, Mm -hmm. the digital crown, and the little button under the digital crown. I count four things because the digital crown, you can turn or press the button. That's four things to learn. Is that so hard for people? (laughs) No, I think people get used to it. But I mean, it, you know, it's hard to say until I get my hands on one. I don't know. Maybe it's really complicated. I don't know. But most of the reviews have said, you know, after, you know, about three days or so, you're, you're used to it, which seems right to me. I mean, it took, you know, I, th- I think most uh, people who, when they first got their, you know, first smartphone, uh, their first touchscreen smartphone, whether it was an Android or iPhone or whatever, it probably took, probably took at least a good three days to, to get the hang of it. You know, and the same thing with the iPod. You know, you, know, you remember the, you, you had the iPod and you had a, figure out how to go through the menus and, you know, all that stuff. And, and the digital crown is essentially the, the iPod click wheel, you know, for 2015. So, I mean, it, it's not that alien of an interface, I don't think. The thing here is that you can't make that criticism that there are a couple of functions that are new because you expect that. You can't expect Apple to take the same interface and the same usability techniques and simply put them on a tiny screen and assume everything works. I mean, that's the argument for digital crown. Plus, anyone who has a watch, a traditional analog watch like I do right here, there's a crown. You know, we use right. it to wind the watch. We're using it to change the time because we no longer wind watches because they're controlled with batteries. The key being here is Apple took traditional functions. If you have like a chronograph, maybe you have another button below the button that would be the crown. You have another button over there that you can press. Fine. So the key, I think, that is most difficult in terms of discoverability is the force touch. The other usability problem I see is a lot of reviewers, even John Gruber at Daring Fireball, pointed out that when you lift the watch up to, to see the time, that doesn't always work with, un- unless you flip it back over and then flick it back up so it registers. And even then, it, t- it takes you know about a second for the display to light back up. And then you only have it there for about six seconds. Um, you can have it on longer if you press the button instead to wake it up. But the, to me, that that seems like it's going to be kind of annoying. And my only concern about the digital crown is, you know, crowns and watches are, are kind of fiddly. They're, they're hard to, you know, they're, they're hard to operate while you're still wearing the watch. It's very difficult to set the time on your watch, you know, while you're still wearing it. So I do wonder... Um, because I think it was Neil I. Patel at the Virtue was saying that you really need two hands to operate the watch. I'm like, I'm just thinking, well, how is that supposed to work? Because, you know, you have it on your wrist, you know, um, is, is that crown going to be easy to operate while it's still on your wrist? You know, am I going to feel compelled to take my watch off to, uh, you, you know, do different things on the watch? Um, so, you know, so that's a question that's up in the air. I'll be curious to find out. When it comes to a crown, though, on a watch, you need a second hand. That's normal. I mean, to use the normal function of a crown. I'm doing it right now with my traditional guess watch. I have to use my other hand. Okay, that's nothing unusual. I think here, though, it's incumbent upon Apple to optimize the software. And that might be part of the problem. It's a version 1.0 software. And no indication that the software that was given to the journalists for seeding these Apple watches a week or 10 days ago 
is going to be the one that ships on the 24th. It might indeed be that Apple is still optimizing the operating system. So in this last month, they're doing all sorts of performance enhancements, and maybe they feel that they had to give something that worked to get those reviews out. But this is something they'll fix because they know to have to fix it. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, they're they're embarrassed by how slow things are right now. And you know, I mean, if you just if you look back at the first iPhone interface, it looks practically, you know, prehistoric <laughs> compared to what we have now, and even compared to iOS six before the big. Um, design overhaul um so you know that's something that's going to evolve with time and you know it's going to take millions of people wearing these and using them in the field and, uh, and providing feedback to apple uh you know to, to really understand what works what doesn't um you know what the new features are but hey that's how the, that's how they'll see a n- new one next year right well we still don't have the question that was never answered maybe it wasn't asked of apple and that is what about future-proofing this device? Now, it may not make so much of a difference if you spend $349 for one, and I guess you could sell the old one on eBay or something. But if you're spending $10,000 before you add the fancy bands for an Apple Watch edition, then next year it's going to be greatly improved, so suddenly you have something that's obsolete? More to talk about with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Hi, John Hubner from Midas Resources. Are you tired of watching your hard-earned assets dwindle away? As government spending is out of hand and the Federal Reserve is creating in excess of $20 billion a week, are you tired of stockbrokers gambling away your hard-earned money? Is this market a setup for a crash greater than 1987? Too many of today's policies resemble those that led to the collapse of 1929. This is John Hubner, and that was me in 2007. And we all know what happened when the subprime credit bubble burst. By March 2009, the dollar lost 50% of its value. The entire U.S. banking system was on the verge of collapsing. Like all financial problems of the past, is history about to repeat itself? Call me, John Hubner, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 129, before it's too late to protect yourself. Will the oncoming catastrophe take all private IRAs, 401ks with it? There is a way to protect your hard-earned assets. Call me, John Hubner, at one 800 686 2237 extension 129. Did you know that drinking pure, high alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. 
Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 877-345-7645. That's 877-345-7645. When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you have been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately at 1-877-345-7645. That's 1-877-345-7645. 1-877-345-7645. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years in serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Here, we are on the Tech Night Owl Live, Josh Centers and Gene Steinberg talking about Apple Watch and whether it makes sense to buy version 1 to have the classic version, wait for version 2 or version 5. This is the dilemma. There is no dilemma, though, to tell you that if you go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com, you can join Tech Night Owl Plus. You benefit from the ad-free version of this show with a higher-resolution audio, plus.technightowl.com, low-cost subscription rate. Check it out. Josh Centers, of course, is from Tidbits and Take Control Books. We're pondering whether you should buy an Apple Watch. Now, Josh will because Tidbits covers it. So probably you'll get the Apple Watch Sport, right? Oh, the addition for sure. I guess that money you inherited. (laughs) No, I'm going to try attempt to get a 42-millimeter Sport. Preferably the the darker one with the black band, if I can. But, you know, I'm not buying this for fashion purposes. I'm buying this for work-related purposes. So, you know, I'll take what I can get. (laughs) The only thing we do know, which is rather unusual for Apple, is that the only way you're going to be able to place an order, and this is something that came out as we recorded this show, is to order it online. You can't walk into a store and buy one. They won't be able to do that. You can go into the store, an Apple store, and make an appointment to try one on. So you maybe select the one you want. 
but the order has to be placed online at the beginning. That means they're probably not going to have a huge stock. Also, I gather, and we can talk more about this, that Angela Ahrens, the new head of Apple Retail, is now saying that they don't want to have lines snaking around Apple stores. That's passe. The store people should say, look, if we don't have it in stock, order it online. They're discouraging that. Is that a good idea? The buzz of having people waiting at the Apple store to pick up a new product is just something that really has a great marketing value, or is that passe? Well, if, if you'll remember, they've, they've done something like this before. I think it was the iPhone 5, maybe the 5S. I think it was the 5, where they let people pre-order online. And what happened as a result was that's what people did. They Everyone pre-ordered their phone online. They had lines on launch day, but they weren't huge lines. And suddenly all the analysts, all the, all the speculators were saying, well, hey, no one wants this phone. They weren't lining up. There wasn't like a big mob to buy the new iPhone. After that, they went back to the old model because I certainly wasn't able to pre-order my six. I just I, you know, I had to wait you know, until four o'clock in the morning till I could uh, get through to actually buy one. What I think this is probably about less. Well, it's either one of two things. Either you know, Angela Arnst. I I, I can never pronounce her name right, but I have no idea. And I asked my <laughs> wife, who follows fashion, and she says she didn't either. You see, it's not as if executives, even if they're high-profile executives from fashion companies, are necessarily as popular as like a Tim Cook right. or Bill Gates or something. We'll, we'll just go on a first-name basis. I'm, I'm friendly with Angela. Uh, <laughs> so That's what they all say. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of two things. Either she's new and she wants to make her mark and she wants to make a change, and Tim's just saying, okay, go along with it, um, even though we're pretty sure that doesn't work and, and we'll probably get blasted by um, the media and the stock market types. But I, I think what's probably more likely is that there's been a phenomenon the past few years of, I'm not quite sure how to put this, uh, but basically people from China lining up uh, in, you know, in New York City and other areas on launch day and buying as many phones as they can to, to either resell or take back home and resell. Or, you know, in some cases, um, you know, the wealthy, you know, people will hire these people, just go wait in line, get them an iPhone on day one. So basically they're feeding the gray market. Essentially, yes. And, and and they'll go in and they'll just come in with tons of cash and buy up as many as they can. People who, you know, actually just want to buy one for themselves can't get one. So it's very possible that they're trying to prevent that from happening. And, and you know, I mean, I hate, to, I hate to say someone's not telling the truth, but, you know, if I had to guess... Since they've tried this before and it, it kind of blew up in their face, I would say that's probably a more likely reason that they want to prevent people, um, you know, buying, buy, you know, hoarding them and, and putting them on the gray market. They're basically stopping the abusing of the privilege. And that's the way to do it. You put a stake into it. The other thing is here at start, you'll only be allowed to order one Apple Watch. Now, perhaps you come back the next day and order another one. I don't know what kind of separation. It doesn't mean you only order one forever. It means that obviously there will be some period of time between you ordering the first one and you order the next one. And it's very possible we will have no idea how many were sold during the launch weekend or how many pre-orders were placed. Or maybe if Apple feels they're more than what they expect, you'll hear about it. Right. Well, well and if I'm not mistaken, Apple has this kind of miscellaneous category in their financial reports now that includes... Uh, the iPod now, it includes the Beats hardware, it includes um, 
and, and I believe it's going to include the Apple Watch. So yeah, we, unless they just come out and announce it, uh, we we won't know. Even even at their quarterly uh, report, we won't know um, exactly how many Apple Watches they sold unless they choose to um, split that out. I think we're going to have to just see what Apple says. Remember, on the 27th of April, after the launch weekend, Apple will have its quarterly conference call with financial analysts. They'll reveal their finances for the March quarter. And then, very likely, they'll either be asked about Apple Watch or they will have something to say about it. Now, I think with all this advanced publicity, an incredible amount of advanced publicity, the TV ads, the magazine layouts and fashion magazines, I think a lot of people are going to order one. And I think, again, it's incumbent upon Apple to work as hard as possible to fix all the version 1.0 release bugs. And maybe that's the other indicator, too, that they're confident enough they can fix most of it before launch date, feed a software update, and be done with it. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's hard to say. I, I think one of the biggest challenges for Apple Watch, besides just convincing people they need one, is the buying process is rather complicated. <laughs> you know, I, I had someone um, asking me today, someone who is extremely knowledgeable and this isn't someone at Tidbits, this is someone outside of Tidbits, but someone who's otherwise extremely knowledgeable about things Apple actually develops stuff as a developer. And the person was asking me about which which band works with which watch. And, you know, and if I wanted to get this, could I also get this to go with it? You know, and like, wh- which size do I need? Like, it, it's a very complex product in terms of all the options and choices you have. So, something all of you listening need to need to understand. If you're going to order an Apple Watch, you need to. There is an Apple um, Watch sizing guide on Apple's website. Uh, look that up. Uh, measure your wrist. Because here's the thing: the third, you have two watch sizes, 38 and 42 millimeter. The bands, all the bands are interchangeable. But but here's the kicker: the the 38 millimeter bands are different from the 42 millimeter bands. So you can get a 38 millimeter sport, uh, the very base watch, and you can buy a 38 millimeter Milanese loop to go with it. You can buy a 38 millimeter link bracelet if you want to spend 500 bucks on it, and and you can attach that. But now, if you get a 38 millimeter um, uh, watch and you want to get a 42 millimeter band, then that's not going to work. We have to do this work, and we'll be back back with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. If you constantly feel run down and tired, your pH level might be low and your body could be full of toxins. If what you drink is not at a pH level of 8 or higher, you are inviting bacteria and acid to thrive in your body. But there is something you can do. Simply add 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops to your water to help your body rid itself of acidic waste, increase oxygen, and raise your pH balance to optimum levels. AlkaVision Plasma pH drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals in the world. Alkalizing the water you drink, ridding your body of acidic waste and toxins, and helping you regain energy and vibrant health. And studies show viruses, bacteria, and toxins cannot survive in an alkaline, high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. 
By now, you may have heard a bit about Bitcoins. But did you know Bitcoins are now over an $8.5 billion market? And did you know that over 65,000 businesses now accept Bitcoins? Listen, if you're already earning Bitcoins or trying to make money in the Bitcoin market, you've got to know BidBit.co. Why? Because BidBit.co is where you can easily receive Bitcoins by selling and auctioning off your own personal items or promote business products and services for Bitcoins. You heard right. Whether personal or business, you can now buy, sell, and auction your products and services quickly, easily, and securely for Bitcoin at BidBit.co, the first and only marketplace website to offer BidBit escrow, a proprietary technology which gives buyers and sellers security and peace of mind because all transactions are protected. Start today. It's free to join, free to post, free to auction, and free to bid at BidBit.co. Buy, sell, bid, or auction everything Bitcoin. That's www.bidbit.co. BidBit.co. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. Is it all Apple Watch all the time? No, but we're going to give it a lot of coverage because this is the high-profile smartwatch of the ages here, or at least of 2015. I just want to wrap up my point because this is key if you're going to order an Apple Watch. I want to make sure everyone's Apple Watch will fit. So if you get, um, so if you look at the sizing guide, the 42 millimeter, the bands now, now the, the sport, it comes with two sport bands. One's like medium and one's large. So, and, and those will fit just about any wrist unless you're like the incredible Hulk. But if, if you want to buy, an, if you want to upgrade bands later on, 
the sizes are limited depending on the size of the watch face. So, um, you know, I, I measured my wrist. I found out if I got a 38 millimeter, um, sports watch, I would be stuck with those bands, um, because, um, the, the, like the leather bands, the Milanese loop, all those other ones, those would not fit my wrist at the 38 millimeter level. So just be aware of that measure, you know, look up that sizing chart, um, measure your wrist and make sure that whatever you get, you'll be able, you know, if you, you'll have band options later on, if you want them and, and more, I know 50, an extra 50 bucks for more options, always a good idea. I think this is going to be a complicated ordering process. Now, the other question I have here is when you get a link bracelet, how is it adjusted? Do you have to have somebody, a jeweler, remove the links so it fits you? Or does Apple do that? No, uh, my understanding from what John Gerber was saying was that, you know, removing and adding the links, you can do it yourself. And it's it's pretty easy once you get the hang of it. I'll just have to take his word for it. But my understanding is, yeah, it's it's not a problem. Personally, I, I think the Milanese loop is a lot more interesting than, than the link bracelet. Um, people seem to be fixed on the link bracelet, but the, the loop is just so cool. It has a whole magnetic thing going on. You can adjust it to, you know, any size you want, you know. So if you're if you're kind of picky about how your watch fits, like I am, then you can, you know, you can loosen up a little bit. You can tighten it up if you need to. Of course, the disadvantage with the Milanese loop is that you have to readjust every time you put it on, you know. Unlike the link band, link band, you know, you set it once, it's just the link that it is. You know, the, you know, there's a couple options for you if you want to um, shell out for the, the fancier bands. Although, like the Link Band, it's it's about 500 bucks, isn't it? The Milanese Loop is only 150. So personally, I think the Milanese Loop is a better deal, and I think it's cooler. Magnets are cool. <laughs> I don't know. I think in that case, just a leather band is fine. It's like putting on a belt. Yeah, but the leather bands. 150 bucks, the same price as, as the Milanese Loop. So for the money, I'd really get metal personally. Well, it depends on what you can afford. Yeah, it's all taste, I guess. I mean, I, I usually prefer leather, but you know, if I have to pay a premium... Uh, but the I'll key take- is here, we're talking about the ordering process. Right, right. And it's complicated because there are so many options. And really, in the end, the best way to order one is to make the appointment with Apple and see one. And I assume third-party dealers who carry these things will have a similar process. You know, Apple has a very complicated product here, but... If you're offering something that is supposed to be fashionable, I guess there's no alternative. You want to offer lots of bands. You want people to have the opportunity to see what looks best, to choose which size watch they want to get. You really can't do that without trying it on. I guess the digital method that Apple has online to measure your wrists and such, that works for some people. But if you're spending $17,000 for Apple Watch, you know, you'd be crazy not to go to a store, arrange well, be to be fitted there, and make a decision of whether you want to order one. Well, now the addition, I don't think you can just order that online. I think you have to, like, you have to make a call. <laughs> you have to know somebody. You have to set up a meeting somewhere to do that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at it now, and it's, yeah, it doesn't say anything about ordering online. It's just like, okay, well, here it is. This one in particular is $12,000. You know, talk to us if you want to buy it. Which, incidentally, you will not be able to buy the edition just anywhere. I was checking, uh, if you look at the store locator, they actually have uh, a thing you can click to see if Apple Watch will be in a store near you, and you search your location. I know for sure there's not going to be an Apple Watch uh, edition in Kentucky or Tennessee. So I'm I'm sure most of the South, it's a Um, (laughs) no-go. So I would guess probably New York City, San Francisco will have Apple Watch editions. Not sure about anywhere else, so... 
But hey, if you're listening to this, you can afford a seventeen thousand dollar watch. You don't have to hear it from me. You got people. Have your people. You know, call Apple's people. You know, they'll set you up. So it's a question of people versus people. And then again, if you can afford a ten thousand dollar or a seventeen thousand dollar Apple Watch edition, getting to the store to get one shouldn't be an issue. No, you've you just, got people. You have just, to have people. Yeah, just just have your have your limo driver drive you to the store, and then your bodyguards will escort you in the back to the Apple Watch edition room, and they'll get you hooked up. And actually, you don't even have to go yourself. Just just send your assistant. You know, make sure you send the assistant that has the appropriate wrist size so they can try it on for you. You know, you're all set. People. Also, I wonder what kind of security system they're going to have, just like a traditional jewelry store. You have to have security guards or something to protect Apple Watch. Not so much maybe the 349 version, but an Apple Watch edition. I like to see how that plays out. I also like to see how it plays out with changing the battery. Will Apple future-proof it, let you change the guts with a newer model? What is Apple going to do about that? What kind of policy do they have? I guess we'll have to find out. So I think the sum total of the critical review says, well, you know, there's a lot of promise in this thing. A few bugs. Maybe you should wait. Yeah. It's like the first iPod. It's the first iPhone. Not so much the first iPad. I think that was pretty well refined when it came out. Yeah, more or less. No, I I wouldn't tell anyone, you you know, if you need it, you know you need it. You know, and if you're the sort of person who has money to burn and just has to be an early adopter, I, I can't tell you anything. But for normal, everyday people, let, let suckers like me buy it first and, and get all the bugs out. And then, you know, wait a year. Wait till they come out with the next one. The next one will probably have a camera and some more sensors and, you know, look better and have better battery life and probably be cheaper and, you know, all these nice things. And it'll probably work 10,000 times better than the one now. The crowds won't be as big. Oh, my God, I won't want to go anywhere near an Apple store when this thing comes out. I mean, would you, Gene? I mean, oh, my God, the Apple stores Apple stores in Nashville are, are just, uh, it, it's, it's, it's like, a, you ever been in, like, a really full elevator, and you're just, it's just elbow to elbow? That, that's what all the Apple stores around here are like, and it, it just gives me the hives. So, you know, wander in a year later, yeah, I mean, you, you, Apple stores are always crowded, so, I mean, you probably wondering but you know you know slide in there about a year later you know after you know the huge crowds are a bit thinner and you know try one on test it out you know i'm sure by then they'll have it in best buy and all these places so you can try it out there yeah i mean there, there's no hurry you know and you know unless it's, it's something you know you're a developer you're you're a journalist you know you need this yeah just you know just wait just chill you know or, or save it till christmas you know well the thing you have to realize too is that you can't just go into a store and see it. You have to reserve your fitting, as they say. You have to right. go in there to see it by reserving a space for yourself. So there's no reason to line up outside the store. You have a 15-minute window, give or take, and you make your appointment. So why would you have to wait? Oh, there'll still be a line because people will show up early and, you know, and, you know, because, hey, some people won't show up. And so, hey, maybe I can get in there early. I mean... I don't know about the Apple stores where you are, Gene, but the Apple stores where I am, like I said, they're like I mean, you know, 10 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, they're they're packed to the gills. You know, much less if you try to go in on a weekend, and that's just that's just normal. That's like that's months after the iPhone has come out, that you know, or months before it comes out. That's nothing new is happening. Nothing new is out. It's you know, and and they're having to you know, they get the little clicker by the door to make sure they're not breaking fire code because they have so many people in, in the tiny you know fairly tiny mall store um so uh at least for me there's always a crowd at the apple store and i can only imagine the apple watch will make it worse and you know people are going to show up 
you know, spontaneously and be trying to look at the watch anyway. Um, that's just how people are. People people go a little nutty about Apple products. So, you know, it's it's probably going to be more, more crowded than usual for a while. Well, I have to tell you here, the Apple stores that are in driving distance for me, including one of the early Apple stores in Chandler, Arizona, which I think this may be the second or third store that opened. That one is in the first floor of a mall. There's no elevator involved. You have to just walk in the store to see it. Mm -hmm. But I won't go. I'll make an appointment for a fitting. You know, if I get enough money, get a few donations, sell some subscriptions to Tech Night Out Plus, maybe I'll buy one. Josh Centers is here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and 
installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MYTV. 1-855-905-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MYTV. 1-855-905-MYTV. Can heart and body extract help with other ailments besides heart conditions, high blood pressure, clogged arteries, or unbalanced cholesterol? It did for Karen. I've been using heart and body extract for approximately two weeks. I've had an earwax buildup problem for many years, with over-the-counter stuff not working at all. I had very poor hearing due to this earwax buildup. Well, after two weeks of taking heart and body extract, my earwax buildup almost completely cleared up. Could this be the effect of better body circulation? Heart and body extract is an effective 100% organic nutritional supplement specially formulated to allow your body to heal itself. My hearing is almost completely back to normal. I'm amazed. Order by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Heart and body extract for long and healthy life. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So there is Apple Watch. I don't think we need to say much more about it right now because it is a work in progress we won't know how successful it's going to be for quite a while apple is planning for the long haul here they're creating something that will be great five years from now and they're building all the anticipation and people can buy the work in progress it's kind of like the iphone consider that the iphone path took seven or eight years to reach where it is now you know it took a long time to perfect the phone, add the features, make the larger ones, the retina displays, and all the advanced features. Didn't happen overnight. Didn't happen with the first model. Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books is here. I'm Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Owl Live. Speaking of products that are for the future, not necessarily for now, with a new MacBook, Apple has kind of repeated, in a way, what they did with the first MacBook Air and what they did even more, telling with the original iMac in August of 1998. And that is to present a product with a vision for the future that hasn't quite been realized yet. The MacBook being, of course, for a wireless world where you don't care there's only one port. And that's USB-C. And that you also use it for charging. Kind of like the physical equivalent of the lightning cable on an iPad or an iPhone. What do you think, Josh? You, you know, it's it's inter- this new MacBook I find to be to be very interesting. Um, I look at it the same way I look I looked at the MacBook Air. What was it, two thousand eight, when uh, Steve pulled out of the envelope? And you know, it's the same thing. Th- this is what the la- laptops are going to look like in five years, but the technology isn't quite there yet. You know, I've been skimming some of the reviews today. Um, we we actually have somebody who's going to have a review unit that's going to review that for tidbits. It seems to me that the MacBook, you should only really look at it if portability 
is what you value most, you know, and if you need something you can use in your lamp without burning yourself. Um, now I've heard some mixed things on that, but it seems like overall, this is a much cooler running laptop than, than most Apple notebooks. So you can actually can use it in your lap without, you know, burning yourself. So, uh, which I've had problems with. So, uh, you, you know, if you need something super thin that you don't need to be, that doesn't need to be tethered to a wall that you can use in your lap comfortably, then the MacBook is probably the way to go. But if you need a lot of power, because this thing is really underpowered. I mean, it has a CPU that's arguably slower than a 2011 MacBook Air. So you're taking quite a bit of a step back in performance with this model, not to mention expandability. I mean, yeah, you can get the adapter and, you know, have a USB 3 port on there. But, you know, now if you have a lot of Thunderbolt stuff, the MacBook's just going to tick you off because there's no Thunderbolt option at all. So, um, you know, it's, it's a niche device right now. It's, it's really a niche device. You know, even battery life isn't as good as other models. So, you know, for most people, I'd say skip this one. You know, unless you just need something that's super portable, um, something that's super comfortable to use in a lap. And, and there might be a lot of people who need that. But for most people, nah, skip this one. It's, it's, a, it's a design experiment. <laughs> Some of the argument about not having an ecosystem, which is what Jason Snell mentioned in a Macworld article, it's kind of like the iMac back in the early days, back in 1998. Not a terribly powerful computer because it uses the same innards as a PowerBook of the time. Not so powerful. All the ports were gone. It had USB. Where's the hardware for that? It didn't have a floppy drive. People went crazy about it. And within a year or two, you had the accessories. Within a year or two, people saw the use case that Apple already had envisioned. Apple knew the use case. They also knew that USB would spread far and wide and that we would no longer need floppies before we knew it. We knew it a couple of years later. But Apple knew it then, just like Apple knows now that probably most people don't need a optical drive. I have a 2010 17-inch MacBook Pro, which is really heavy after you compare it with the current models. It's yeah. about two pounds for the MacBook before the retina display, the 17-inch model is six and a half pounds. So just think about the contrast. They're looking at the people who fill a very high percentage of users, actually. Most users don't have a bank of external hard drives. Most users don't care about having the maximum horsepower, because if you thought 2011 or 2012 MacBook Air was powerful enough for your purposes... For word processing, web browsing, and you've got a fast, solid-state drive, probably that's the case. What Apple has really is separated this into a niche product that possibly three or four years from now can be the mainstream MacBook Air replacement. Not now, but a lot of people out there don't need the horsepower, don't need the CPU horsepower because the 2011 MacBook Air is powerful enough. So maybe we're selling that short. Well, you know, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, most people don't need the CPU. I'm not going to buy one. No, most people don't need the CPU. Most people don't even need the ports. And frankly, I like the idea of one port because I like the idea, like, when I when I take my MacBook Pro off my desk, I have to unplug, let's see, one, two, three, four, five cables. Five cables every time I unplug it. If you could reduce that to one, fantastic. But And, and this is with a hub. But here's the thing. Uh, MagSafe. You know, the, that's my biggest concern about this new MacBook, about this new design direction, is the lack of MagSafe. And we've heard that time and time again from our from our readers. 
uh, male and female alike. You know, a lot of people have their computers plugged up a lot because let's be honest, these batteries after about a year, not so hot anymore. And people will keep their laptops plugged up more. And, you know, especially if you're like me and you got a, a clumsy child, they tend to trip over stuff. You know, if you have a cat, um, you know, they, they tend to just jump on cables or, you know, just people, people are clumsy. Um, you know, and MagSafe is such a fantastic invention, such, you know, it's probably saved so many laptops from unnecessary damage. And maybe that's part of the reason they want to get rid of it. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, it, it just seems such a shame to lose that. And, and, and normal people seem genuinely concerned by that. And, you know, I know a lot of normal people who they have their, their MacBook plugged up all the time. Yeah, maybe they're not supposed to do that, but that's what they do because um, they don't have to have to worry about the battery. And, you know, the, those those people need MagSafe. Um, you know, I mean, if that's something that's available, then uh, then they should have that option. So, um I, you know, maybe they can do some kind of USB later on with MagSafe built in. Um, I don't know, but you know, that, that's my biggest concern about this design direction. Um, you know, CPUs have been fast enough for, for years now. Um, you know, I could probably fire up one of my computers in 2008 and it would, it would be fine performance wise with an SSD. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, everything else, I mean, yeah, you know, it, it's got the retina display, which is good. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, and, you know, and the port thing, other than the fact that it's not MagSafe, I don't think it's a huge issue, even for power users. Now, this is an interesting thing about performance. Now, I took a late 2009 27-inch iMac, which had the most powerful processor, I think at 2.8 gigahertz, Intel i7. I outfitted it with a terabyte SSD. I then compared it to a computer that Apple sent, which was the low-end iMac with 5K Retina display. Now, that had a Fusion drive, which comes fairly close under most circumstances to a pure SSD. So the startup times are pretty similar. But I didn't see a whole lot of performance advantage to the new iMac. Now, we're talking about a processor that's maybe 50-60% faster. But only in specific things like encoding an MP3 file or something or video did I see the huge advantage? I did see a huge advantage in the retina display, the 5K retina display, of course. But the key here is that, as you said, computers are so fast nowadays that the five-year-old iMac seemed fast enough, and even the few weeks' exposure I had to the product from Apple for review, I didn't see it being a deal-breaker. I didn't see it being something, oh, I must have it because of the sharper screen and the sharper text. And so I could encode my MP3 files 40 seconds faster. So we kind of rate performance higher than we possibly should, except for those who require maxing out these computers. Right. But I mean, now for, for some people, they need the performance. You know, if you do a lot of the video, even if you watch a lot of YouTube videos, I've noticed it seems like YouTube videos suck more and more CPU cycles lately. So um, if you do much with video, um, you know, probably good to have some more CPU. If you're a developer, well, I don't need to tell you this, but, you know, you can probably use some more CPU. Um, you know, visual artists, you know, if you load a lot of things in Photoshop or Pixelmator, uh, you know, CPU is good to have. Gamers, all five of you Mac gamers, um, this probably is not the machine for you. Um but yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, for, for the, the typical, not super tech savvy sort of person, yeah, this is probably a pretty good laptop, other than the lack of MagSafe. Let's go on. 
All right. Josh Centers. I have more to say to him after our break on the Tech Night Out Live. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. How many good people procrastinate? When was the last time you updated your last will and testament, your living will, and your health care power of attorney? If you could get these documents included with your Legal Shield membership for no additional charge, wouldn't it just make sense to have the peace of mind of owning a Legal Shield membership? Worry less and live more with lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document? Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average over 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. The use case for a MacBook. One port. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're on the Tech Night Owl Live. You liken that though USB-C to the lightning connector because they're kind of similar in size and they're both reversible and they're all purpose ports and plugs. So what Apple has done here is take an industry standard equivalent, I think, of the lightning cable and use it because it's going to get faster. And of course, you can put a couple on a more powerful macbook pro with retina display instead of having one have three whatever you can buy these docks it's kind of be like remember the one with the dock connector that powerbook duo Mm -hmm. from the 90s and it had minimal ports and the way you worked it was to plug it into a dock on your desktop so maybe you take a macbook you take it on the road with you and somebody out there because it's an industry standard USB-C, like a belkin or somebody they'll come up with a dock and you plug it into the dock which has the charging and everything on your desktop, and you have the desktop computer. So you could see it working that way. I'm sure Apple knows that by using USB-C 
they allow the third parties to deal with the small number of people who need to have the extra ports. I will tell you something that, that I do kind of find frustrating about this MacBook as well, and, and this could affect a number of people. If you have a Thunderbolt display, then or even even something that requires display port, then this uh, MacBook will not work with it. Now it does have outputs for, I believe, VGA and HDMI. So if you're like me and you've got a Dell monitor instead of an Apple monitor, then uh, you know you're all set to go. You know as long as you buy the eighty dollar adapter. But if you have a Thunderbolt display and uh, you, you want to use your MacBook with this, you're you're going to be upset. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a Display Port adapter of some kind. Hopefully, it, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be there. Remember, USB-C is a growing technology, and as long as you provide the basic circuitry in there, then it's up to the third parties to fill out the product line. Apple is just giving you the basics. I'm just guessing, folks. I just think that Apple looked at what a notebook computer should be three to five years from now, and they built it. They looked at wearable category. Where would a wearable be three to five years from now? And Apple Watch is the first version. Also, interesting thing about it here, it's probably very good for people who are constantly glancing at their iPhones for messages. Because here, you don't need to spend more than a second, if it comes up, of course, which may be a bug, a second looking at it to get the information you need and then decide if you have to pull out your iPhone to follow up. So, you know, that may be another use case that Apple is thinking of three to five years from now, but somebody has to have the first product. Speaking of first products, second products, or any products, now, obviously, speculation has intensified since the last time we talked about the Apple subscription TV service. And I want to talk about this before we hit this other topic that you mentioned for me, maybe in this segment. Is there going to be a new Apple TV soon that an Apple has knocked $30 off the purchase price of the current model? Will it have 4K? What's going to happen? Yeah, when they slashed the price, I kind of saw that as a liquidation move. The rumor mill right now is saying, and you know, a new Apple TV at WWDC. It's almost a surefire thing. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, I've been hearing this for a couple of years now, so I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, though I can't really talk about it, though. There is something... I, 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 I have some information um, that, that points to a uh, that new Apple TV at WWDC. And I, I can't say what it is because it wasn't exactly somebody telling me something. It was more like somebody let something slip and I put two and two together. Um, oh, look, since you're not saying exactly what they said, <laughs> what assumptions can you make? Let's try to expand on this. I realize you don't want to jeopardize your source, compromise no, your no. source. Well, I, you're just saying here there will be a new Apple TV introduced at WWDC. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling positive on that. I mean, you know, things could change, but you know, the certain, uh, you know, I heard the rumor, you know, and then, and then something else kind of came together and gives me, gives me an indication. Um, with this Apple TV, you know, now the the rumor right now is no 4K. Um, which that's kind of disappointing. That's kind of surprising. But, um, you know, I don't have a 4K TV, so honestly, don't really care. 98% you know, of the people don't have 4K TVs. Right, right. Um, though it does make me wonder, well, what's the, what's the sales pitch? Um, so one of those sales pitches, I think, will be um, an app store of some kind. Um, I think gaming is definitely going to be a component of this. 
Now, you know, the question's been, what's the controller going to look like? You know, how you control the game? And, you know, they have these third-party iOS controllers. Maybe they go with that. Maybe they have an official one. Um, maybe they have a new iPod Touch or a new iPhone with Force Touch built into it. And so you'll have, you know, and taptic feedback. So, you know, when you use virtual buttons on your controller, you can actually feel them. You know, so you can actually can use your iPhone as a gamepad. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, I'm curious to see. Uh, I'm sure there'll be probably an, a refreshed interface of some kind, hopefully with something that isn't going to just bombard you with random channels you don't want. Voice control, Siri, I think that's that's a given, um, you know, without question. Uh, you know, maybe they move away from infrared for the, for the remote. Um, that's one of the nicer features of the Fire TV. Um, definitely faster over, uh, overall. The uh, the app, the third generation Apple TV um, compared to the Fire TV, it, it just feels slow. It feels pokey. Um, so, so that's kind of so that's some of the things I see happening. Now, now they've been talking. You know, there's always rumors about a um, their own, their streaming service, like something like um, what what's the one they got now? The, the uh, Sling TV. You know, you have Sling TV for twenty bucks a month. Yeah, you that's get, from uh, Dish Network, and then there's one from Sony. For about right. fifty bucks a month, right? And so, as far as what an Apple TV um, streaming service would look like, well, we'll just have to see. I mean, I, I think it's pretty safe to say we'll have, say, ABC and Disney and ESPN on there because Apple and Disney are so close. Um, I'm sure they will have some exclusive channels as some kind of competitive advantage. Um, supposedly, Apple and Comcast are not talking, so um, NBC will not be included on this. Which will be sad because that means uh, no Sunday Night Football, no Hannibal. Um, but th- there's apparently some sort of rule that, that Comcast agreed to um, as part of their NBC purchase where they have to license the content out for a reasonable fee um, to whoever wants it. So Apple may be able to get that in the end after all. Um, now, there was also a statement from Comcast denying talking with Apple at all. Let me shortcut this because I want to talk about this other thing. Okay. Involving Intel in our final segment together. And that is here. According to published reports, the existing AA chip from Apple for iPhone and the iPad is capable of 4K video. It's just not switched on. Mm-hmm. So it's quite possible Apple will supply that chip in a new Apple TV. It won't be 4K capable until Apple optimizes the playback, and they wait for more sets to be available, and then they give it in a software update. That's possible. That's entirely possible. So I don't know how you can assume anything. That's part of it right here. We're talking about an unreleased product. We're talking about the fact that Apple does look to the future when the technology is there. They didn't add LTE to the iPhone until the chips were available that would offer good battery life. And then when it was available, they did. But they do a lot of other things in advance of the technology being perfected. USB-C being a very, very big example of that. And even the Apple Watch is showing a potential that hasn't quite been realized, but so fashionable, people might just buy it because it's cool. I mean, you walk in with an Apple Watch and people will surround you. Oh, my God, it's Apple Watch because Apple has been advertising it everywhere. I just don't think you could be anywhere but living in a bubble if you haven't seen or read the ads for Apple Watch. We have one more segment, and I want to ask, (laughs) 
It's hard to explain this, except let me read you the headline. Intel CEO controls a swarm of robot spiders with gestures. And I hate spiders. I don't like snakes either. More to come with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. By now, you may have heard a bit about bitcoins but did you know bitcoins are now over an 8.5 billion dollar market and did you know that over 65,000 businesses now accept bitcoins listen if you're already earning bitcoins or trying to make money in the bitcoin market you've got to know bidbit.co why because bidbit.co is where you can easily receive bitcoins by selling and auctioning off your own personal items or promote business products and services for bitcoins you heard right whether personal or business you can now buy sell and auction your products and services quickly, easily, and securely for Bitcoin at BidBit.co, the first and only marketplace website to offer BidBit escrow, a proprietary technology which gives buyers and sellers security and peace of mind because all transactions are protected. Start today. It's free to join, free to post, free to auction, and free to bid at BidBit.co. Buy, sell, bid, or auction everything Bitcoin. That's www.bidbit.co. BidBit.co. Heart and Body Extract continues to receive positive testimonials from people who have experienced amazing results, like Reed. I just wanted to send you a quick but a very big thank you for Heart and Body Extract. I've been on the formula for nearly a month now, and the improvement in the circulation of my legs has been simply amazing. Reed was facing a tough choice. I was facing surgery due to the severity of the 100% blocked arteries in both my legs. And my decision, waiting for surgery to say no and try heart and body extract instead, has been thankfully the right decision. And the result? I can now walk up steps without noticeable pain. Order heart and body extract at 866-295-5305. 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. Heart and body extract for a long and healthy life. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HDTV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. 
inflation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MYTV. 1-855-905-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MYTV. 1-855-905-MYTV. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Before we tell you about the spider swarm drone, whatever thing, there is a report, Josh Centers, I understand, that Apple and Disney are having some minor quibbles over this new alleged subscription TV service. Right. And it was just a couple of minutes after I had said that, how smoothly things will go between Apple and Disney. And here we are at BGR.com. Uh, apparently, Apple and Disney are fighting over this, the TV service. Disney wants apple to take more channels and apple wants less channels or fewer channels because uh, so it can charge less for its service so they're uh they're probably having a bit of a tussle there i guess um, disney's wanting to shuffle off some of the other the channels apple doesn't want so uh i guess we'll just see how that turns out and we have to look at the reputation of bgr boy genius report <laughs> for being accurate they're not always accurate they make a lot of mistakes let's talk about intel ceo yes. And the article I saw came from Engadget, as opposed to Engage. <laughs> and he says, the author of the article, Richard Lai, forget Apple Watch, forget the Pebble Time. What you really need is a wristband that gives you the power to control an army of scary-looking drones. And I look at these things, I'm thinking about the nanobots in Stargate of some years ago. You, you don't remember that, do you? <laughs> Was that the movie? Um, what was the movie with Tom Selleck in it? And it had um, was it Gene Simmons was the bad guy, and they had these robot spiders, and Tom Selleck played this like future cop who was like shooting robot spiders. Wasn't the, wasn't that Harrison Ford? No, no, no. Uh, uh, let's see, Tom Selleck robot spiders. I'll, I'll look it up. Not to mention, well, if you're a comic book fan, um, there was a story recently called The Superior Spider-Man, where Doc Ock took over Peter Parker's brain. And he swarmed uh, all of New York City with these these spy robots of his. Runaway, Runaway was the movie where Tom Selleck fought the uh, these robots. <laughs> so well, yeah, now he's it. busy playing the police commissioner of New York in Blue Bloods. Maybe there's no difference. Hey, maybe maybe he's getting ready to fight these uh, fight these robots again. They're going to take over New York City. That's it. This, I mean, this thing's scary looking. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know who like came up with this. And somebody said, "Yes, that's a good idea. Let's put." If you're listening to this, you have to go. You have to go to Engadget and find this video, or TechNightOwl.com. I'm sure Gene will post the link. You have to find. You have to watch this video because it is. It will give you nightmares. It's the CEO of Intel with a thing that appears to be like an Apple Watch, some sort of band on his wrist, and he's moving his hand around. And this swarm of robot spiders are Ouch. doing his bidding. Tell me more. And, and this isn't this isn't a prank. This isn't fake. This is a real thing that Intel 
the huge chip manufacturer <laughs> is doing. They're working on being able to control a swarm of robot spiders with, with your hand. Because that's what we need in this world. Robot spiders. Look, we have people wearing dumb glasses. Infringing oh, yeah. on people's <laughs> privacy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now, Why not have some dumb spiders? Oh, now, now just imagine. They'll, they'll combine the glasses with the spider. They'll be able to control the, gla- the spiders with a combination of the Apple Watch and the Google Glass. They'll be able to see what the spiders see you know, with the glasses. You know, who needs an arm anymore? You just get you a 3D printer. You print 10 million spiders, and you just set them off. And, you know, it's like a real-life game of StarCraft. And, you know. <laughs> and gauge. <laughs> we're we're going to have, like, factions of Anonymous and Gamergate fighting literal wars in real time with robot spiders and drones and God only knows what else. I don't know if I can handle this. This is too much. <laughs> Things are getting weird, Gene. Things are getting weird. Well, you see, this is already a movie. You know, what happens is the spiders develop their own form of intelligence. And when <laughs> yeah, they yeah. get together, and each one is a cell yeah, of a large yeah. number of spiders. Let me write this science fiction story. <laughs> Anyone is free to pick it up. Yeah, okay, it, so it, you it have... spiders in the Matrix. It was spiders in the Matrix, too. Okay, so what happens here is each spider is a cell in a huge brain. So you have like okay. 10 billion of them. All right? 10 billion spiders. And together they form a super intelligence. And that super intelligence wants to take over the world. A neural net of spiders. Right. Great. Great. Just, just what we need. A, a killer Terminator spider AI. That's what, that's, thank you, Intel. That's what we needed. Well, you know what it is? The stupid product of the day. Let's develop the stupidest, silliest product of the day, and let's see if people will write up about it. Maybe people will go into their Best Buy and say, I want a spider drone. But Apple then, spider. You know, Apple spider, there's not going to be. Yeah, we'll have a network of Apple watches. Be, and together they'll, be, they'll form the super brain that will send out the little apples with a broken edge to it, with a broken top. Yeah, they'll but, all go around these little spinning balls like apples geez. with cores on the top, and they'll fly around and they'll do something. Can, can you just imagine, though, if, if they made an apple spider and just had the interview with Johnny Ive, like, each, each spider is, is milled out of a single block of aluminum. <laughs> And uses zero-point energy. <laughs> Newly discovered by Apple. The venom in this, in this spider is, is mercury-free and environmentally friendly. And we learned this technology when we discovered somewhere in Saudi Arabia or Iran or something, this Stargate. <laughs> and we went through the Stargate to another planetary system and another star system, okay? Yeah, another universe. And we discovered all this cool technology. And what happened is that Apple is doling out these inventions to you slowly because, you know, we can't reveal that we're using alien technology. It didn't come from Roswell, New Mexico, folks. It came from using the Stargate. And that's really what James Spader has when you look at his blacklist. (laughs) He's got the map to the Stargate there. You see, he hides this, you know. I Maybe totally the last see. episode of the TV show Blacklist, James Spader says, here is the map to the Stargate. I'm out of here. I, I bet Red Reddington has a, a lot of killer spiders. He seems like a killer spider kind of guy. I'll tell you something. James Spader is one of the most amazing character actors out there. I remember him in Boston Legal, where he was yeah. just very funny with William Shatner, two veteran character actors hanging out with each other. And he made even Shatner look like a better actor. And then he's yeah. here in 
the Blacklist, he plays the villain or the voice of the robotic villain in the new Avengers movie. That's mm-hmm. James Spader. Yeah, he's he's Ultron. He's uh That's right, he's Ultron, he's Red Reddington. He's, uh, yeah, he, he was in Secretary. Uh, he's Dr. Daniel Jackson in Stargate. Yeah, uh he's a uh, you, you know, he's he's just a fun person to watch. You know, Blacklist not really not such a great show, but he makes it worth watching. He he just chews up the scenery. And, and have you noticed after Boston Legal, he's starting to act more and more like look and act more like Shatner. Like, like when I watch Blacklist, to, to me, he just he just seems like a younger Shatner with without the toupee. <laughs> oh, Josh Centers, where do we find more of the stuff you do before the drones take over? <laughs> you can read my uh, my articles on tidbits.com and my rantings and ravings on Twitter at Jay Centers. Oh, boy. And we ask you to go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com to join our premium service, get the ad-free version of the show for a modest subscription fee. Coming up, Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy. Right now, Josh Centers, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me back. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners, 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Positive results from satisfied customers of Heart and Body Extract continue to pour into our website, hbextract.com. This is Al from New Jersey. One day I saw your ad for Heart and Body Extract, and it mentioned that it would help me with angina, so I decided to order. I figure I had nothing to lose. Heart and Body Extract supplies your body with everything it needs to balance itself and maintain optimal heart and circulatory health with no negative side effects. I took the formula three times a day as directed, and I kid you not, within four days, my angina pain was completely gone. Order HB Extract by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. I could not believe it actually stopped the pain. Heart and Body Extract actually works. This is just an amazing product. Even the numbness in my hands is completely gone. Heart and Body Extract for a long and healthy life. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. Kirk McElhern is ready, but not to open a box containing his Apple Watch because that's not going to happen for a while. Now, as most of you know, the Apple Watch, it went on sale midnight Pacific time in the U.S. And of course, wherever time zone you're in, whatever country you're in, if you're in one of the countries that offers Apple Watch, that's the time that you could place your order. But there were reports here that within a very short time, those orders... And the shipping dates slipped to the point where people who ordered real early may have to wait a long time to get theirs. Tell us about your experience. Let's have all the juicy details, Kirk McElhern. Well, I set my alarm. I'm not an early riser. Midnight Pacific is 8 a.m. here in the UK. So I set my alarm for 7.30, ate my breakfast, made a cup of tea, came up to my office and got to my computer about 5 to 8 and pressed Command R a lot of times on the Apple website. I finally got through about six or seven minutes after. I immediately placed my order, and it was already um, to f- down to four to six weeks for shipping. Now, this wasn't the case for all model and all sizes. I got the 42 millimeter. There were a lot of 38 millimeter pink and green band sport watches still available for a while, maybe even an hour or so. Um, and these were to be shipped in the first wave which I think they were saying April 24th to May 6th, 8th, something like that. But immediately, the most of the other models went to four to six weeks. And that's the way they're showing now. 
what's a bit surprising is that if those initial orders in the first five minutes cause these models to go to four to six weeks, why are they not now? Because just before we started recording, I looked on the Apple website to check some of the, the shipping delays. Why are they not now up to eight to 12 weeks? Has Apple suddenly, in other words, in five minutes of orders, they got rid of their first four to six weeks of stock. But in the next, what, eight, nine hours from the time we're recording here, it's not taking any longer to fill those orders. That seems a little bit suspicious to me. Well, maybe the information is not accurate because it's so overloaded. Now, officially, the stories we're getting in the States is that it took four to six hours to get to the back order situation. But no. evident, well, yeah, but remember, they're probably allocating different amounts to different countries. Yeah, but after I ordered mine, I started looking at the U.S. website, and I was following people on Twitter as well. So it may have taken four to six hours for every single model to have slipped to four to six weeks. As I said, the 38 millimeter was far less popular, and certain colors were less popular as well. So the, the black sport watch with the black band, it's the only um, aluminum model with a black body, um, that with the black band went very quickly. A couple of the stainless steel models went very quickly as well. The black sport band one went quickly. I think the leather strap uh, went quickly. But yeah, it, maybe it was after four to six hours that every single model was sold out. So if you wanted a green sport watch in 38 millimeter, you might still be able to get it for a while. Well, if that's the case, that wouldn't be the one I want to buy. I understand also if you have the money and you place an order for an Apple Watch edition, it almost immediately took you to August. Yeah. So as soon as I looked on the website, it was already saying August. Now, I don't think this is because people had ordered them. I think it was just that they're not prepared to ship any. They either haven't made them or they've only made enough to give to their friends. You, you know, all the top millionaire executives at Apple and board members and, and celebrities and all that, but they may not have made enough to sell to the general public. Um, I think I think it was saying August for the rose gold and July for the yellow gold. Okay. All right. Once I finished my order, I started looking, and that was immediate. So I, I can't think that, you know, they had 10,000 gold models and they sold them out in 10 minutes. That would just be surprising. In I can't fact, believe they had 10,000 gold models, period. Right. Even if they had a thousand, I, I'm not really, it would surprise me that people buying the gold watch would be jumping on at midnight to get their orders in that quickly. Now, the people buying the gold watch may have hired other people to do that for them, or you may have people buying the gold watch in order to resell it. Um, but I can't see the very rich willing to drop between ten and $17,000 on a watch, um, making sure that they're up and in front of their computers at the exact time to grab it. They have one of their people do it. Yes, their people. But that's not the only thing um, that we're slipping ship today. Um, most people are talking about the Apple Watch, but the new MacBook also went on sale. Um, when I placed an order, it said, well, I, I placed an order in the UK store. It said one to three weeks. Um, after my order was went through, I looked at the US store. It said one to three days. And this is very surprising because they always source this stuff from China. And I have never, ever, ever, in all the years I've been buying from Apple online, seen a different uh, shipping delay in one country that I've been in and the U.S. 
the only exception might be the Mac Pro, which was assembled in the U.S., um, but everything else comes from China. Since then, my order has slipped to three to four weeks. So initially it said one to three weeks. Now it says three to four. And if you go on the website and you look um, at the MacBook now, I think it's down. it's gone to four to six weeks even. So whatever they did, clearly more people want to buy them than Apple has units to distribute. Yeah. Um, So I just checked. It's four to six weeks for the MacBook, and I'm looking at different colors. I'm looking at the different capacities. You know, there aren't that many models. There are three colors, two SSD capacities, and they're all four to six weeks. I'm a bit irked by this. Not personally myself, but here's a company that announces a product months ago, the first Apple Watch announcement. And we know that that announcement was mostly because of the FCC requirement um, to get approval and, you know, that information being public. So they had to announce it months ahead of schedule. And then the keynote was in, what, was it in February? Was it early March, right? A month ago when Tim Cook announced the date of the Apple Watch going on sale. In all this time, they couldn't produce enough units to meet even one day's demand. Now, I, I, I simply don't understand that either the company simply doesn't have the supply chain to be able to make these units, and that's surprising. You know, they're selling tens of millions of iPhones in a quarter, or they do this intentionally um, in order to create a false feeling of rarity, which means that more people are going to want the watch because they can't have it. Now, that to me makes more sense for the Apple Watch than it does for the MacBook. I can't, I'm very surprised that this has slipped to four to six weeks already. You know, the, the, the Mac Pro that came out last year, well, actually, what was it, December 2013, right? The last days of December. Yes, that's correct. Um, that didn't really get into the circuit for quick shipping for several months. Um, But it's not something that they were selling a lot of, so you can understand that they're not in any hurry to make a whole lot of them. Well, it may also be that, you know, these are new manufacturing techniques. It takes time to ramp up the manufacturer. It takes time to get the yields up. So it's not unusual to have problems of this sort. Remember, even with a new iPhone, even with having people snaking around the Apple store, usually within a few hours, you have a backorder situation. But it's the same thing there. Are they doing this intentionally? Because they know how to make computers. They know how to make MacBooks. They know how to make iPhones. The watch is a new device for them, but it it's certainly a lot smaller and probably easier to assemble than, say, a MacBook or even an iPhone. Um, there are a lot of different Apple Watch models, but there are only, well, there are two aluminum bodies because there's the silver aluminum and the black aluminum. There are two stainless steel bodies, the steel and the black, and then there are two gold bodies. Well, forget about the gold because that's really a minority. So they've only got a total of four bodies. The rest is watch bands. And as long as they've got the bodies and the bands, they can mix and match uh, as people ask for watch bands. Let's progress Um, with this in our next segment, trying to figure out why Apple didn't have enough Apple Watches or MacBooks to sell at the starting gate. With Kirk McElhern, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. 
We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. For health and vitality for you, your family, and friends, get the Healthy Start Pack from Longevity, as recommended by registered pharmacist Ben Fuchs. If you're a junk food junkie, getting on the Healthy Start Pack is one of the best ways to wean yourself off of processed snack foods and start putting good nutrition in your body. If you have a loved one who's dealing with heart disease or any health challenge, the Healthy Start Pack makes a great gift. If you have a grandparent or a parent in a nursing home, you will be amazed at the difference a once-a-day dose of the Healthy Start Pack will make in your loved one's energy levels, in their memory, in their mood, and in their general outlook on life. Give the gift of optimal health to your loved ones and order the Healthy Start Pack from Longevity by calling 866-735-2470. That's 866-735-2470. Or on the web at brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com. Order today. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 877-345-7645. That's 877 877-3- 
1-800-345-7645. When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you have been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately at 1-877-345-7645. That's 1-877-345-7645. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. So, if you hope to get in an Apple Watch or a MacBook, the new 12-inch, tiny, slim MacBook, real early, guess what, folks? You're too late. By the time you hear this show on a Saturday night or later, you're going to have to wait a month or two, at least, to get one. If you want to spend up to $17,000 on Apple Watch Edition, you wait to the end of the summer. Now, I suppose we're going to hear a spin on this from Apple by Monday about how many people place pre-orders because it looks to me like it's a combination of not having enough units and not being able to gauge demand. I know they've been hyping it for weeks. They've spent a lot of money with those TV ads on those big spreads in the fashion magazines. So you have to expect that people were doing what you were doing, Kirk, queuing up at the starting gate trying to get their orders in. I think everyone is a little bit unsure of what the real demand for the Apple Watch is. Um, And I can understand that Apple might be a bit hesitant to overcommit to it. Um, On the other hand, if they want this product to take off, I think they need to be a lot more serious about it. Because how many people are just going to give up if it's too hard to buy? Uh, they're, They're trying to create a new product category. I, th- I don't think rarity helps them. I think ubiquity would help them. The more people that you see using the watch and that y- when you see how they use it and what it can do for them, the more likely you are to want to buy one. If you find you go into an Apple store and they throw you out, basically, because A, you can't buy it in an Apple store. B, you can't even try it on because you have to make an appointment. Th- that's pretty arrogant of Apple t- to do that. Um, and then you go online and you find it's four to six weeks. Unless you're a a tech fanatic like we are, you're probably just going to give up for a while. Well, you know, it doesn't stop you from just sitting back a couple of months, getting more online chatter about how the early customers react to them. See what Apple does about fixing the early bugs like slow app performance and a few other glitches that have been reported and then place orders. Remember, this is an ongoing process, but all that hype is still probably going to convince people who might not have wanted to order one to maybe consider it. Remember, it's not as if the alternatives are any more compelling. No, that's certainly true. If it's four to six weeks now, and again, as I said earlier, as the day's gone on, it hasn't gotten longer than four to six weeks. It seems like that's the, the limit. Are they going to ramp up production enough to mean that it'll never be more than four to six weeks? Will when the summer comes along, will it drop to one week? Or will you be able to buy them in stores? Or will you not be able to buy them in an Apple store until the end of the year? Well, the thing to also bear in mind is these are being manufactured every single day. Every single day, Apple is probably getting supplies. At this point, 
they may know that six weeks hence, we're going to have this many units because Tim Cook is that kind of person. We're going to have this many units six weeks from now. So if you place an order now, we know that six or eight weeks from now, we'll have much more plentiful supplies. I yeah. think we're trying to do a lot of guesswork here. We are. We, we have no idea what the supply chain is like. It just seems that I, I, was, I was chatting with someone yesterday. I can't think of a single product that you buy other than Apple hardware where this happens, where there's this huge advertising push and then you can't buy it. The, the only exception that I came up with is occasionally a game console. Um, not something I particularly buy, but sometimes the new Xbox or the new PlayStation or whatever gets sold out pretty quickly. But there's not a single thing you buy in the world that's not limited, like, let's say, concert tickets, um, where you encounter this kind of thing. And it's a little bit distasteful when you think about it. I mean, no, none of these products are essential. Um, for some people, it's, you know, the latest bling that they have to have, but none of them are really essential. Um, but you would think that Apple, being the company they are, can organize this a little bit more efficiently. Instead of having people literally waiting what's going to be two months um, from product launch. Well, I think there's also this, and maybe more so with Apple Watch. It's very difficult to predict what kind of demand there will be. Where there have been surveys, it has shown that maybe there is not a huge demand. But, you know, people may respond to surveys one way, and then they see all the hype about it and say, you know what, let me place my order. Let's try it out. Worst that can happen, I'll send it back. Yeah, I, I think if Apple was really serious about the Apple Watch, they would have assumed a higher demand, and they would have risked some of their, what, $180 billion that they have in cash, um, and said, hey, we're going to go all in on this to make sure that we can make the product available so people can buy it instead of... Because, you know, we see this with iPhones. It's not new. We've seen it with certain iPads. But when the iPad Air came out, I walked down to the Apple store. I was living in New York at the time. I walked 10 minutes to an Apple store, and I bought one that day. When the iPad Air 2 came out, I ordered one online. There was no delay for it. Um, uh, iPhones are a little bit more delayed, but it's rarely something that happens in the first minutes that shipping slips that much. Uh, it just seems this isn't the way we should be buying things. That's all. It seems to me that if a company spending this much money touting a product, the product should be available instead of trying to make it into some false sort of uh, exclusive thing that only the people who get up at the right time of day can buy. Because that's another thing. Remember, for, for us in Europe, it was actually a very good time of day. Um, so it was 8 a.m. here in, in the UK, um, 9 a.m. in France and Germany, etc. Um, but people on the East Coast of the U.S., they had to get up at 3 in the morning. Uh, people on the West Coast had to stay up till midnight. Um, it's not, it's not selling a product as, hey, you're a customer and we're trying to make your purchasing experience good. It's selling a product saying, well, this is an exclusive product, and if you want it, you've got to work hard to get it. Well, at least you don't have to work so hard that you had to go to the store to get one. The only reason to go to the store is to try one out. Now, I gather some people did go to Apple stores expecting things that weren't going to happen. But in general, that's the situation. This object that you want is not available for pickup right now. It possibly will be at some time in the future. Hopefully when they catch up with 
demand and also get a better fix of how people select them. Because obviously this is not something that you could just walk in a store and say, I'll buy that, which would be for almost any Mac. You know, you can look at the demos, say, I'll buy that. I'll buy this software. I'll buy this cable. But they've made the Apple Watch experience so personal. And they're catering more to a higher end clientele that this is a process. And the process will be refined over time. I'm not sure I agree with that. It's not that personal. You, you get a choice of two bodies, aluminum or steel. Um, you get a choice of a bunch of watch bands. Certain watch bands are available with certain bodies. So there's a black aluminum uh, sport model, and that's the only one that comes with the black watch band. There's a black stainless steel that comes with the black link bracelet. Um, but I, I don't see it as really being that personal. Um well, it may it, only it, be it may only be Kirk about the fact that they know for the first few months they're not going to have that many. So if they make the process seem exclusive, special, different from the normal Apple product, they can dole out the supplies to a lesser degree and still not have people get upset because they realize if they want an Apple Watch, they have to go through a little bit of extra work to get one. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm wondering two things. First of all, the people who bought today are the real committed people. Um, they're the professionals like you and me who are going to talk about this, write about this. Um, they're the geeks who really want the new product. Um, I saw two things today that suggested the level of interest in the general public. Um, one was a, a Periscope video that Christina Warren of Mashable broadcast for a few minutes from the a- Apple store in New York on Fifth Avenue. It was a zoo. It was just mobbed with people. Um, and another was an article, and I don't remember where I saw it, saying that most Apple stores are pretty much empty today. Um, so outside of New York Fifth Avenue, the regular Apple stores aren't very crowded at all. So people aren't really going out of their way. And again, that makes me wonder how many units they had available, because there's always the group of people who are going to want to get them right away. Um, but how many people does that represent? Does it represent 100,000, 500,000, a million? There's a very big difference between those numbers. Um, if they only had 100,000 units altogether, it would be understandable that they sold out so quickly. But 100,000 is not very much for something, you know, if, if they can't sell a million a month of this, then they haven't convinced people that they need this kind of a product. You know, it's premature right now, I think, to make any guesses. On the 27th of April, three days after it officially goes on sale, as opposed to the pre-ordering time, Apple is going to have its quarterly financials revealed. They're going to have a conference call with financial analysts. And I'll tell you more about that in a moment. We have Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. 
We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live for our remaining four segments with Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy. We're talking about Apple Watch all the time or something like that. Let me just remind you that we have this special feature for you at plus.technightowl.com. It's called Tech Night Owl Plus, the ad-free version of the show, higher quality audio, and we've recently updated our recording scheme. So it does sound better than ever. Plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. A modest monthly fee gets you all the goodies and more to come. So, Kirk, I was mentioning in our previous segment that on the 27th of April, Apple has the quarterly conference call with financial analysts. I think this is at 2 p.m. Pacific time. This is after they reveal all the goodies. Now, the key here is that if Apple mentions something by then, a press release or something about Apple Watch sales, we'll have a picture of what's going on. If it's even one or two million by then, that's a lot. That's a huge number considering that's what Pebble was able to sell in a year and a half. So think about that as a indication. Apple yeah. is not including those figures as a line item in its financials. The second thing to bear in mind is if they say nothing, they will be asked, I assume, by one of the financial analysts. Hey there, Tim, could you tell us how Apple Watch is doing? Let's see how they respond. Yeah, they're not required to respond. They're not required to split it out in their financial statements. I think when the iPhone 6 went on sale, they issued a press release after the weekend. They sold X million units. And I think they might have even split out China in particular. It would be interesting if they do that. I kind of think they won't. I, I really think they didn't have that many units available, and they're not going to tout any number of units. They might come up and say something, yeah, we sold out um, on the first day kind of thing. But again, let's come back to this MacBook. Why is that 
constrained so much that it slipped to four to six weeks. And even, again, between my order from one to three up to three to four weeks after, you know, the order was confirmed at one to three weeks, and now it says three to four weeks. What's going on there as well? That's a computer. That's certainly, you're going to have fewer people looking for the MacBook than looking for the watch, because it's not something Apple's been heavily promoting. They haven't really been advertising it, unlike the Apple Watch, which has gotten a lot of promotion. Well, I'm looking here at Apple Store to see exactly what happens. The way they have it set up is you choose your model, you choose your finish, the color you want. I'm trying to see exactly when I could order one, if I want to. Here we go. So right now... You're looking at the watch or the I'm looking at the MacBook. The watch I'm not, you know, at this point uh, interested in. I'm not interested in the MacBook either, but I want to see exactly... What happens Okay, you here? want to go for space break because that's definitely cooler. Uh, now, this is interesting. Okay, so it says this- three to four weeks when I pick the... I picked one of them. It was three to four weeks. I picked the gold. You like space okay. gray. Let's look at space gray in the high-end configuration. It says one to three business days. Now, earlier, just before the show, when I looked, it said four to six weeks. And on the UK side, it still says four to six weeks. Okay, this could be all over the place. It may also be also that the yields of this new product are low at the beginning. You know, again, maybe, you know, and this is the thing we're not factoring in here, maybe the demand for these products is higher than we expected. It could be, but it, what's particularly odd is that it's saying one to three business days in the U.S. store and four to six weeks in the U.K. store. As I said earlier, they source these all from the same places in China, and they ship them all the same way. It gets dumped into a UPS plane, and it just goes to whatever country um, you've ordered it from. Now, interesting here, without giving indications, the last two Macs I ordered were when the models kind of sort of first came out. They were shipped from China. I had to wait a week or two to get one. Almost invariably, though, I got it faster than the estimates. Same with the iPhone. That's often the case. They'll tell you, but it's often the case by a couple of days. They'll tell you, say, eight to 10 days, and you'll get it in six or seven. I've, I've had the opposite sometimes happen where um, it would say, let's say, eight to 10 days. And when you track it on um, a UPS website, you can see it's like in a town 20 miles away from you and it sits there for three days. Now, so, sometimes that happens when Apple wants to make them officially available on a certain day and you pre order and they don't want that product reaching you until that Friday when it's supposed to it's, go on no, sale. No, it's never been anything. No, it's a, that's never been the case for anything I've ordered. Um, anything I've ordered that's been, let's say, an iPhone and it's due to be delivered from whatever. So, like they're saying, the twenty fourth of April for the Apple Watch. That's never been the case. Uh, th- that's only happened to me with things that have already been in the circuit for a while. So, the last MacBook I bought that might have happened actually. I bought it months after it came out. So it wasn't something that was like day and date delivery. Well, we're not going to try to guess what goes on with Apple's supply chain. The thing that surprised me is the MacBook, because I thought that would be a real niche product. I could see that Apple Watch is a brand new thing, a lot of hype. And people, at least at the beginning, a few million people are going to line up to get one. So whatever Apple does, they'll sell a few million from the starting gate in the first couple of months. But MacBook, okay, it's kind of equivalent to the MacBook Air in 2008. Remember when Steve Jobs takes the computer out of an envelope? Yep. 
All right. I had one of them. Okay. Now, I don't know that that sold a lot of copies. I don't think it did. Um, But I did get one relatively quickly. I think I mentioned on the show that it was a gift from a client um, who bought me the MacBook Air with the SSD, which was just an outrageous price um, at the time. Um, The client in question, this was back in the day when an Apple developer account gave you discounts. So I'm pretty sure he got a 20 or 25% discount on it. But it was very, very quick. Um, It may have been the day after it went on sale. And I said, you know, I'd really like one of them. And he said, which one do you want? And I got it within a week. So it wasn't one of these things where it slipped to two or three or four weeks. I, I had it very, very quickly after the release. I suppose here that we're just talking through our hats. Let's see we how are. Apple yeah. puts the proper spin on this and what they say. Yep. Now, one um, thing we do know here in terms of Mac sales, according to Gartner Group, Apple sales in the March quarter, and there tend to be kind of lower estimates. Gartner Group does, IDC does, but well, I haven't seen their estimates. But Gartner Group said that Apple sold about 9% more Macs in the U.S., Whereas a lot of other PC companies had lower sales. So Mac sales are up. Now we have a brand new model that I grant a lot of people may not want to buy because of the perceived limitations. Now I'll go into that in a moment. But as a result, it shows me that demand for Macs is still very, very high. I'm sure demand for Macs are high. Um, and I'm sure it's increasing because if I'm pretty sure that what's happening right now is um, uh, I think it's that the PC market is going down, but the Mac market's going up. And that's wonderful. Um, it, it's actually not surprising because Apple's got very good products. And if anything, you know, the iPhone has the halo effect. And if you want an Apple watch, you need an iPhone. And if you want the watch and the iPhone, why not get the computer? Of course, fewer people are buying computers these days. Obviously, um, you know, uh, iPads or tablets and phones are enough for most people. Um, but if you're someone who works with a computer, then, yeah, there's plenty of reason to buy a Mac. Um, I'm not sure the MacBook is the, Mac, the new MacBook is actually the lightest laptop. It might be the lightest laptop with a full-size keyboard. Um, I know that Google came out with, what was it, the Chromebook Pixel, which is another very high-priced, lightweight computer, but it's probably a little bit heavier. Um, There are a lot of people who travel with laptops in their bags, and they want something lighter. So this MacBook makes a lot of sense. It's not that much lighter than the MacBook Air, but it does have a retina display, which if you're used to retina displays, you're not going to want to buy a laptop without it. Now, I want to talk here about the usability of the MacBook, and we'll extend this to our next segment. So perhaps when it comes to the MacBook, we need to have a better focus on the use case for such a device. We have Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night High Live. (laughs) 
Gold. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the re-emergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. If you constantly feel run down and tired, your pH level might be low and your body could be full of toxins. If what you drink is not at a pH level of 8 or higher, you are inviting bacteria and acid to thrive in your body. But there is something you can do. Simply add 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops to your water to help your body rid itself of acidic waste, increase oxygen, and raise your pH balance to optimum levels. AlkaVision Plasma pH drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals in the world. Alkalizing the water you drink, ridding your body of acidic waste and toxins, and helping you regain energy and vibrant health. And studies show viruses, bacteria, and toxins cannot survive in an alkaline, high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. By now, you may have heard a bit about Bitcoins. But did you know Bitcoins are now over an $8.5 billion market? And did you know that over 65,000 businesses now accept Bitcoins? Listen, if you're already earning Bitcoins or trying to make money in the Bitcoin market, you've got to know BidBit.co. Why? Because BidBit.co is where you can easily receive Bitcoins by selling and auctioning off your own personal items or promote business products and services for Bitcoins. You heard right. Whether personal or business, you can now buy, sell, and 
auction your product and services quickly, easily, and securely for Bitcoin at BidBit.co, the first and only marketplace website to offer BidBit escrow, a proprietary technology which gives buyers and sellers security and peace of mind because all transactions are protected. Start today. It's free to join, free to post, free to auction, and free to bid at BidBit.co. Buy, sell, bid, or auction everything Bitcoin. That's www.bidbit.co. BidBit.co. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Now, the reviews of MacBook say the screen's beautiful. You kind of have to get used to the keyboard because there's less travel, even though the keys are wider and more balanced, whatever. We assume people will. But the issue being, if you have different Macs with different keyboards, you have to spend a couple of minutes getting adapted to each one before you become flexible. Jason Snell, who used to work for Macworld, but now I guess is a freelance contributor for them. He reviewed MacBook. He said he couldn't get used to the keyboard that much. All right. The other perceived limitation is the single peripheral port, USB-C. I'm thinking of the MacBook like the PowerBook Duo, which is eventually, and we have cables now, but eventually someone will design a dock for it because USB-C is an international standard. And that means you take it on the road with you, you want it light. You want just to be able to connect to your hotel room's Wi-Fi connection or Starbucks or something. You take it home, you take it to the office, there's the dock, you can hook up all your peripherals. That's one thing. It's also a crutch because Apple figures the future is everything is going to be wireless. Probably the charging will be wireless. I don't mean putting on a charging cradle. I mean the whole process. This is a wireless universe and you don't need that stuff. It's just that like the original iMac, which had no floppy drive and USB one, it's going to take a while for everything to catch up. So they're looking at the notebook as it's going to evolve over the next few years. I think for most people, they don't need to connect to a lot of things. If there's a backup drive, well, if it's an either-or situation to charge you to use the backup drive, get the external dongle for $75, or it's going to be less by the third-party providers. Most people, that's what it's going to be. Most modern printers print wirelessly, so that's not a big issue. As far as performance is concerned, the performance of the MacBook is about equivalent to a 2011 MacBook Air in terms of the raw benchmarks, Geekbench. And I'm thinking, you know, that's not so bad. I never thought of the 2011 MacBook as being that slow. It's probably not much different from my 2010 MacBook Pro, because that's how performance has improved. So it's, it's pretty decent. It's good enough for most purposes. It's not a gaming machine. It's not something for Final Cut Pro, but most people will have no problem with it. Battery life is good. So where's the problem? I think... As an all-around portable device for most users, it's perfectly fine. You raised a number of interesting issues there. The first one is the dock. You've seen these Thunderbolt docks that companies like Belkin make. I'm pretty sure they can do the same thing with USB-C because it does allow for a pretty high data transfer rate. So you plug your USB-C cable into the dock and you split it 
into Ethernet, maybe even Thunderbolt. Why not? It might not be really fast Thunderbolt. Firewire, if you're still running Firewire, 800 disks, and more USB ports. So if you do need a fully functional dock, then that's certainly possible. As you say, so many things are wireless now that very few people really connect a lot of things to their laptops, unless their laptop is their only computer, and they're really professionals and not, not even gamers, or but you know people who have different peripherals. For me, it's my second computer. I rarely connect anything to it because I do most of my work on my iMac. And you mentioned wireless printing. When I moved to the UK, two years ago yesterday, by the way, I needed a printer because the one I had had in France was getting old. I left it behind. There weren't more than a half a dozen air print printers available at affordable prices. And so I didn't buy one. I bought a wired USB Brother um, laser printer. And while you were talking, I just looked on Amazon. It would cost me £100 for an AirPrint laser printer compared to about £50 for one that works with a USB cable. I don't know about you, unless you're going to have a lot of people in a household or an office who are printing and the wireless is actually useful, it's not worth paying an extra 50 pounds for me for a printer. Now, I didn't look through all them. I'm just looking at Brother. So don't write into the show and say, well, yes, but there's this printer and that printer. AirPrint is not as ubiquitous here as it might be in the States. Well, you um, know, I have a low-end, sort of low-end Brother black-and-white laser printer. It has AirPrint. So my wife takes her iPad, and occasionally she sends a print job to it. No problem, whatever. And we're talking about something that costs a little north of $100. But, you know, it's a black and white laser printer. So it's very cheap to print pages on it. So that supports air print, no problem. I don't know about the pricing, but certainly you don't have to buy Brother. You can buy Epson. You can buy HP. HP makes some really good printers. So I don't think you have to worry about that. I'm sure there's an air print printer out there if you're not doing a lot of printing that you can get or do what I did. I only use a color printer for my all-in-one faxing, copying, scanning yeah, device. I, I, I print a fair amount of things. I need to print documents. I print labels a lot. It, it's something I use several times a week, if not almost daily. You already have a desktop machine, iMac. You can use that to host your printer. You can still share it wirelessly. And on your iDevices, they have this thing called Printopia. That yeah, allows I've, ne you I've to never used that, yeah. If you don't have an AirPrint printer, you buy Printopia as a perfectly good replacement. Or in this case, you're sharing your printer with your iMac. You hook up your printer by USB to your iMac. You share the printer. It's going to work. Yeah, I would actually prefer a wireless printer so it didn't have to be in my office. So when I print, I don't have to hear it. But that's just when this one breaks, I'll get a wireless one. But my point was that two years ago, and even now, they're not really as cheap as other models. The, the one that I have is currently 70 pounds. To get a wireless printer, it's 100 or 90 from HP or, you know, I'm seeing prices. This is another HP, a Samsung that's very poorly rated at 66. You know, it's another expense. Just went online here to Amazon the US. Epson XP310 wireless color photo printer with scanner and copier gets four-star rating by customers. It's $59. Okay, first of all, I don't want a multifunction. Second, I'm not buying a color printer. Unless that color printer can use black-only cartridges, there's no way I'm going to buy them because the printer, they can give it away because the, the toner cartridges cost you a fortune. All right, so you want a black and white laser printer. I just printer. want a plain black and white laser printer. Okay, well, there's a Dell here for $120. Yeah, the Dell, I'll buy a Dell printer. 
Okay. Dell doesn't make those printers themselves, do they? Let's not get obsessed with printing. I think the, the point is just, though, that much is, is wireless. My I got wi- one. I got it for you. Here you go. Brother HL L2340DW with duplex and wireless networking, $90. Four and a half star rating at Amazon. What's the number? HL hyphen L2340DW. 2340. L2340DW. Mono laser printer, 83 pounds. That's not bad. Man. Okay. And I've had this brother printer here for a, quite a while. That's a workhorse. I, I've used brothers for a long time because I find they're more economical. When you change the toner cartridge, you don't have to change the drum at the same time. So the cartridges are cheaper. Um, you change the drum when you need to and the, the toner when you need to. Most printers have the two of them combined, um, but brothers have always been separate. Now, let me tell you something more about it in our next segment. But we have Kirk McElhern. We're talking about printing on the cheap after talking about Apple Watch and MacBook. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. 
General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Printing on the cheap. Who could have thunk it? Anyway, I found on Amazon, and I don't know about UK, I found on Amazon a company that provides recycled cartridges, toner cartridges. And a lot of times that can be a problem. You don't get good print quality. I tried one that gave me awful print quality. It's not necessarily going to damage the printer, but be careful. This one I got on Amazon for half the price of the normal high-end TN750 cartridge, which it works on a lot of different brother printers. I got it for maybe $30 or $35 it's good for like four to 8,000 copies. And it's just as good as the factory one. Yeah. I mean, really, you look at graphics and text, it's just as good. You can't tell the difference. I've had good experiences and I've had bad experiences with them, uh, just like most people. Generally, if I've bought it from Amazon and I have a bad experience, you can just return it. Um, so that's good. Uh, the last one I bought, um, is a compatible cartridge. I don't remember how much it costs. It really wasn't expensive. It was well below half of what... Um, I'm looking at Brother here. The cartridge from my printer, which is the 2130, I think, they sell for 45 pounds. That's about $70, and it's really expensive. But there are compatibles listed at 13 pounds, or less than a third of the cost. So, yeah, if you print a lot or not, you should definitely look into not buying the brand name products. And it's a real scam, too, because you can buy a new printer for less often than what they sell the new cartridge. 
Um, again, brothers sep- different because they sell the drum and the toner separately. But if you compare the cost of the drum and the toner with the cost of the printer, it's often cheaper to buy a printer. I think that's terrible because people actually buy new printers every couple of years because it's cheaper for them. And they end up throwing the old ones away. Now, the drum for the Brother printer usually lasts 30,000 copies. Right. So I don't know how many copies you print, but that can take a couple of years. It's always lasted me longer than what Brother says, and it's always been years. Uh, I think I've printed, I'm at the end of my second ream of paper since I've been here, and and because I had a bunch of stuff I needed to print out, some documents for some legal things. Um, So there were maybe a couple hundred sheets of paper for that. Um, other than that, as I said, it's, it's maybe a dozen pages a week at most. But back in the day when I was a translator, I used to work for many years as a French to English translator. I would print out every document I got, um, and then I would work on the document on screen. I would work with the original French document and type over it in English. So the printout was my sort of reference document to go back and check. Um, and I would be printing easily a ream of paper every month when I did that. Um, but I don't do as much in it anymore. Now, between you and me, Kirk, I did send you links to the printer I own and also the cartridge. I don't know if they are available in the UK or what the price is, so let's not discuss it publicly here. But you get a sense here of what I'm using. I keep it cheap. I want to print cheap. And this is the way you do it. What I see here is I have an Epson all-in-one printer. That's the color printer. Does the scanning, the copying, the faxing. I still get faxes on a rare occasion. Maybe I print 10 copies a month on it. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Hardly use it, because the kind of stuff I print is mostly text. Yeah. I want to read an article, and I need to be away from my computer or my iPhone. I print it out, because I don't feel I'm going broke here. I also get the cheapest paper I can find. Like the Walgreens drugstore had a sale. If you buy two packages of their printer paper... You get one for half off. I also get a chance to try out Apple Pay at the store. By the way, I want to ask you here, getting back to Apple Watch, did you go for a reserved fitting at an Apple store to see what it was like, or are you too far from one? I've I've been trying to schedule one. Um, I couldn't really make it today. So we've got an Apple store about 20 miles from here. I couldn't make it today, um, and they're not taking appointments yet for next week. Um, cause I don't want to go over the weekend. We've got guests and I, it's not on a weekend. You want to go to something like that. So I wanted to make an appointment for Monday, but they currently aren't taking appointments after Sunday. Um, it's very interesting to see that there are a large number of appointments available at this store. It's in a small town. It's a, one of the smaller Apple stores, but there certainly people are not rushing, um, to this place to get appointments to try on the Apple watch. It's kind of an out of the way place. Where is it located? Um, in a town called Solihull, which is 20 miles north of here, and it's close to Birmingham, which is the second largest city um, in the UK. And it's in a, it's in a mall. It's a, it's a town that has a mall with all sorts of um, high-end shops. It's a, a fancy, old-ish town. Um, so it may be a small Apple store, but it's certainly a, a pretty upscale mall where they are. Now, as a perspective, how do you compare that mall to a mall in the U.S.? And I realize you haven't been back in the U.S. for a while. Well, I remember, so my mother lives in South Carolina, and there are a couple of massive shopping malls like around Myrtle Beach. Um, One in particular, it's a huge factory outlet mall. It's not like the biggest mall in the country. I think that's in Minnesota. 
but back in the day, it was one of the top f- the five biggest malls. Um, so big, you almost need a car to get around from one end to the other. Um, the largest mall I've seen here is outside of Manchester, and it's it's actually it's quite tremendous. I never actually went in, but we were driving by and we stopped to get gas and get some food. Um, it's tremendous. You see how large it is. I don't like shopping malls personally. The last mall I was in here was in Cambridge, which is a pretty big university town. Everyone's heard of Cambridge. And it wasn't very big. It's nothing at all like an American mall, but this is in the center of a city. It's not the kind of mall with, you know, big parking lots on outside of a city. Um, malls in general here are smaller. I think the stores are smaller in most cases. Um, I think it's a different experience. I, I don't, you know, I'm past the age of going to a mall to quote unquote hang out. Um, and I never did that when I was young because we didn't have malls. I grew up in Queens. Um, you had stores, you had, you had a couple of sort of strip malls or places where you had a few stores together. Um, but you wouldn't really call them shopping malls the way we do now. All right. This is interesting how many people probably order an Apple watch without physically touching one. Yeah. So what I did is I ordered two. Um, I ordered the stainless steel with the black sport band and I ordered the aluminum with the black sport band. Um, obviously there's a big price difference between them. The stainless steel is, well, let's see, my order isn't really showing me the prices here, is it? Um, I think the stainless steel was 519 here. Stainless steel is 519 and the aluminum is 339 pounds. Um, it's a very big difference. So basically I'm going to go to the store and see which one I want and cancel the other. Now, one thing is, I don't generally like to do this, but um, a friend of mine was very interested to see all the people who were putting Apple Watches up for sale on eBay. And just before we started the show, he um, chatted me a message saying that there were 600 Apple Watches listed. Um, I don't know if I want to do that, because, I mean, I could make a fair amount of money. Basically, what people are doing is, they're selling you their order. They send you the confirmation of the order, and you pay, and they ship as soon as they get it. And they add a, certainly a profit to it. Well, they're selling them at up to about double the price um, from what I looked at earlier. Um, I have a feeling that by the time I get mine in four to six weeks, there won't be that much of a demand. So I'm in no hurry to cancel one of them in the order. Um, but if anyone's listening in the UK and, you know, it might interest you at some point in the future, um, you know, you know how to get in touch with me. So, but I don't know, I may just cancel it and that way it'll bump another unit up for someone else who's waiting in the queue, basically. All right. Well, we'll talk to you when you get your own Apple watch and we'll get your experiences and we'll see if you like it right now. I'll tell you what I spent on watch in the past week, $6 and 13 cents at Walmart to replace the battery of my guest watch. Yep. That's my entire expenditure for a watch in the last five years. And you could have saved that by getting one of those self-winding watches instead of one with a battery. But I have to pay for the watch up yeah, front. But if, I, if what, this one gives me two, three years. Who cares? Kirk McElhern is with us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out 
A2 hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Did you know that drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high-energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. In an unpredictable world, it's good to know you are in control of food, your greatest dependency. Go Foods are storable for 25 years, quick fix, non-GMO, kosher, health store quality food at discount store prices delivered to your door. Go Foods is there when you need it most. Feed your free to packages available with up to three months of food for free. Call Go Foods at 1-800-648-9753 or on the web at www.storefoodnow.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. By now, you may have heard a bit about Bitcoins. But did you know Bitcoins are now over an $8.5 billion market? And did you know that over 65,000 businesses now accept Bitcoins? Listen, if you're already earning Bitcoins or trying to make money in the Bitcoin market, you've got to know BidBit.co. Why? Because BidBit.co is where you can easily receive Bitcoins by selling and auctioning off your own personal items or promote business products and services for Bitcoins. You heard right. Whether personal or business, you can now buy, sell, and auction your products and services quickly, easily, and securely for Bitcoin at BidBit.co, the first and only marketplace website to offer BidBit escrow, a proprietary technology which gives buyers and sellers security and peace of mind because all transactions are protected. Start today. It's free to join, free to post, free to auction, and free to bid at BidBit.co. Buy, sell, bid, or auction everything Bitcoin. That's www.bidbit.co. BidBit.co. 
You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. A self-winding watch. You know what I have here? My sister-in-law gave me, Kirk McElhern, a fake Rolex. It must be 20 years old. Really beaten up. And I'm wondering whether I should take it to a jeweler and see whether it's worth fixing. The thing is here, I wouldn't want to be in a position where I have to pay Rolex money to get this thing to work right. So, well, If it's a fake Rolex, it doesn't have Rolex innards. It's probably unlikely to be fixable. It's got a broken crown. Oh, that might be doable. Yeah, if it's just the crown. Cause- I don't know if about anything else. It also probably needs to be cleaned up. It's very dirty. Needs to have a cleaning. You know, we'll see what happens. I'll take it to the jeweler. I know a place that they don't charge an arm and a leg and a foot. We'll see. Let's just talk about one more thing before we let Kirk McElhern leave with Elvis from the building. Leave with Elvis? Whatever. You know, here is the thing here. There was a new version of iTunes. There was. That fixes a very annoying problem with the information window. Now, you have to wonder why they made the mistake in the first place. But Apple sent out these updates this past week. We have iOS 8.3, which has 100 different changes on it, I think. We have OS 10.10.3, Yosemite, and the new Photos app. Again, lots of changes, fixes, whatever. So we have the new iTunes is it just about the information window? That's the main fix, but it's also compatible with the new Photos app, so it can sync photos to and from that app. The info window, so this is the window that you use when you're tagging files. So let's say you rip a CD, you want to change some of the information, the song name, the artist, the album, whatever. You select a track, one or several tracks, you press Command-I, and you see this window. In iTunes 12, the order of the tags in this window made no sense. It was almost as if they did it at random. So think about when you're tagging an album, the kind of information you want to enter. You want the song name, the artist, the name of the album, maybe the album artist, if there are multiple artists. The way Apple had it lined up previously was song name, artist, composer, year, genre, BPM, that's beats per minute, then a couple more, and then finally album, album, artist, etc. This is totally logical because it's not the order people think. So if you're tagging this, you've got to tag stuff at the top and then at the bottom, Putting the BPM, the beats per minute, so high up makes no sense. The only people who really use that are DJs who want to find songs at a rel- at relatively the same speed to, to match them together. So they redid the window, and it's now song name, artist, album, album, artist, composer, grouping, genre. BPM's near the bottom. It's separated into three groups. It makes a lot more sense. What really surprises me is when they released iTunes 12, they had obviously changed this. The way this window looks now is pretty much the way it did in iTunes 11 and previously. Why they actually changed this in the first place? I started a series on my website um, some weeks ago called How to Fix iTunes, and part one of my series was to fix the info window, asking pretty much for the changes they made. So I'm very happy to see this change, but I'm really flummoxed as to why they had changed it in the first place. Well, maybe someone had a bright idea, realized the idea wasn't so bright, and there you go. Now, with regard to the iOS 8.3, I assume you have it installed. What do you think about it? Is it an improvement that you could see, or is it mostly behind the scenes? I don't see any changes at all. I'm not sure if there are any actual visible changes other than 
things dealing with the Photos app for, for the iCloud syncing, which I won't be using. The list of changes was quite long. It looks like it's a real bug fix release. Almost, I wouldn't say it's fixing all the bugs, but it seems to fix an awful lot of bugs. I think you said a hundred more cha- hundred or more changes, um, which is quite a lot. But I really don't see any difference in normal usage. The, the, no, the only thing that I've seen that's different is that you can now turn on a setting so when you download a free app from the iTunes store, you don't need to enter your password or use Touch ID. So that's about it. That, well, that's the only thing that's, that's stood out for me. I'm still having syncing problems uh, with certain devices. A, a lot of other people are still reporting sync problems. I, I, don't, I, I didn't pay enough attention to the list of changes. Not, when I read the list of changes, nothing stood out as, oh, yeah, that's really annoying. Now, there's um, one I'm, thing that bothered me. Mail sometimes doesn't rotate. They had that chronic problem with different apps. So on my iPhone, I'm in mail, and for whatever reason, it's in landscape mode here, and I turn it back to portrait. It did not rotate. The only way to fix it was to double-click on the home, bring up the list of open apps, and force quit the app. That has been fixed. It doesn't do that anymore, and that is a listed problem. Okay. All right, so that's the only thing I see. I don't see anything else because, frankly speaking, my experience with a couple of different iPhones here is that iOS 8 has worked pretty well. But the thing that's troubling to me is why, at this stage, we're in April. Mm. iOS 8 came out in the last September. So we're talking about seven months later. Yeah. They're still fixing so they're still fixing loads of bugs. The same is true for OS 10 Yosemite. Wi-Fi bugs, stuff like that that should have been fixed before six months passed. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that way too. And we discussed months ago about how annoying it is that they're releasing what seems to be unfinished software. There are unconfirmed rumors, I, I don't think Apple has confirmed it, that iOS 9, at least, will be more of a sort of mountain lion or snow leopard release. Without adding too many features, it'll work more um, toward making the operating system smoother, more robust, and all that. Um, that would be a really good thing for a number of reasons. One, because we're all tired of, of having all these bugs. And two, that sort of release generally means that there won't be too much demand um, the new OS won't demand faster hardware. And I'm pretty sure that when Snow Leopard and Mountain Lion came out, um, they were compatible with all the hardware that ran Leopard and Lion. Um, so you're basically saving a generation of hardware with that kind of a release. So your iPhone 4S is not dead yet? Well, mine's a 5S. Um, and I was actually thinking the other day... Um, Unless there's some really, really compelling feature in the next iPhone, I'm going to keep this until it dies. Remember, folks, Kirk McElhern bought an iPhone 6, and yep. then he returned it because it was just too big for him. Let's hope that Apple will have a revised 4-inch model to cover yeah, all the bases. I think they should, because you can't impose... Once they've seen that... that these that people use these different sizes and they've got small large and extra large um between the 5s and the two iphone 6s um you can't go back and just get rid of 
a size that an awful lot of people want to use. And remember, I have very large hands. So if I can't use the iPhone 6 comfortably, you know, people with smaller hands, particularly women, have a lot more problem. I have a friend in an Apple store, and he told me something very interesting, that they get far more broken screens on the iPhone 6 than any model, because with those round, those smooth, rounded edges, it's very slippery. Those of us who care about such things get a case. but I, Exactly. I have a, I've always had a case on my iPhone. My son doesn't, and yet he's never broken any. Um, but someone who I won't, whose name I won't mention, um, a fellow tech writer uh, on Twitter maybe a week ago mentioned that he broke his iPhone 6 screen for the second time. It is more slippery. When I did have mine, I bought a very cheap silicone case, um, and it made it a little bit easier to hold on to. It wasn't as slippery. We have to slip out of here. Let's Kirk McElhern, please tell our listeners where they can find more of your slippery stuff. Uh, you can head over to my website, Kirkville. It's McElhern.com. That's M-C-E-L-H-E-A-R-N.com. And you can find me at Macworld. You can also slide there. You could slide there. You could slip there. You can whatever. You can skate on thin ice. We're found on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl, Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Also check out Tech Night Owl Plus, plus.technightowl.com for our premium version of the show without the ads for a modest monthly fee, plus.technightowl.com. Check out our other radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio this week. Chris and I will be doing a shop talk episode. Go to Paracast.com to figure out what that means. Paracast.com. Kirk McElhern, good luck with your new Apple Watch. Will you return it? In disgust, we'll find out. Thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me again, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.